It's the Dogcast, episode number 406. National Signing Day is tomorrow. So it's time for us to take that annual look back, wind back the hands of time, four years, and do our special reverse recruiting show. Brought to you by V Sporto and our good friends at the Dog Sports Radio app. Download it now on iTunes or the Google Play Store. fans this is the dogcast episode number four zero six hey we're back from the bowl hiatus we didn't even do a bowl game post game show because i gotta tell you in who 15 cares? it was the don't say don't go down the who cares route we had we're 10 seconds in i know and, and you're I already am. saying who cares who caring but i mean really was that bowl any, game was pretty forgettable it there's no doubt about it and i mean there what? There are two coaches left, I think, that actually coached in the game. Yeah, not many. No. So it's we've turned we've turned the corner. But hey, let's get on. Let's talk about what we're talking about. Exactly. So a million things have happened since our last dog cast. We hired I don't know seventy one coaches and ninety one assistants, I think. And um, I know you're excited to talk about some of those coaches, old dog. I know you're super excited. Just, just one in particular. But I but, want I, I before you do that, what we were talking about, as you guys may know, tomorrow is National Signing Day, and typically the Dogcast, one of our signature shows every year, is the Reverse Recruiting Show. We pioneered the concept of the Reverse Recruiting Show. Nobody had ever even thought of or heard of a Reverse Recruiting Show. When we came out with it all those years ago. And you know, old dog, the whole idea behind the reverse recruiting show was to say that who cares if we get all these great players if they don't turn out to be anything or they don't pan out or they turn out to be a bust, right? Right. But it was never really the – it's never the fault of the player, right? We never thought the players weren't any good. And I don't even think maybe that the recruiting services are wrong. As a relative rating service, it's fine, right? The thing, the reverse recruiting show, we had to do it. But it wasn't because of the players or the quality of our recruiting classes. It was because of our staff, right? Well, that that's certainly always been our hypothesis. And I think it we had credibility because all of the other schools – that got the four and the five star recruits and everything seemed to do well. I mean, I remember going back a few years where we heard, you know, Florida State was stockpiling. They had this good recruiting class, that good recruiting class, and then bam, they win a national championship. Alabama, always up there in the top five, been number one for quite a few years. Bam, they're winning national championships left and right. And one thing we talked about a little bit earlier, I looked 
back at the Dream Team because my math was not real good this time around. Right. And, you know, the greatest recruiting class that we've ever had in the history of the University of Georgia, excluding Herschel Walker's class. <laughs> we had two five-star recruits. I mean, you know, these other schools that are playing for national championships. Yeah. You know, two five-star recruits, they've got that for their their signing class 3 years out. Yeah, just on the offensive line, right? Right. I mean, you you know, know, and and if you believe what may happen tomorrow is we could end up with as many as five yeah we would have we would have collected more five-star players in kirby smart's partial recruiting season than mark rick has done in the last five years combined you know and and are we going to get five probably not but it sure would be neat if we did it would be neat because what i would love to see is was it were were we right? Was it the coaching, or were they just bad at picking talent? You know what? We're going, what we're is going to find out because we they, are. And, and this is a long term thing, right? I mean, I'm not saying hey, recruit a top five class here and win an national championship this year. However, we're going to see if apples to apples. Kirby Smart can get more out of these players. Him, him and his staff can get more out of these players than Mark Rick's staff did. So, oh, exactly. I'm excited. I'm here's here's the whole point of this line, guys. I'm telling you, I hope this is our last ever reverse recruiting show. I hope. I would love to not ever do another reverse recruiting show. I'd love to just do, holy shit, look how awesome this recruiting class is show. That would be great. Exactly. And, I mean, and next year, the year after, let's hope that's where we are. There you go. With this. I mean, because it's not going to be a situation, especially where we're coming from, and you've got to hand it to these guys. They are recruiting and putting the real emphasis on where we've said it needs to be on the line of scrimmage, which totally goes against the philosophy of our prior coaching staff. Absolutely, which wanted only really focused on skill players, guys on the edge, you know, guys around the box, not the guys right. in the box. What what I'd call what I'd call a pretty player. So let's talk a little bit before we get to the reverse recruiting portion. Let's talk a little bit about these coaching hires, man. I know you are really excited about this tandem duo of Jim Chaney and Sam Pittman, but you're really, oh, really Sam, excited Sam about Pittman, Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman is my hero. I know. Because Sam Pittman came in and said exactly what I have been saying for the last 10 years, that A, the game is won on the line of scrimmage, and to win, you've got to have big, nasty offensive linemen, and you've got to recruit more than two a year. Yeah. You know, I mean, just and, – and again, here it is. Who was right? Was was CMR right or was All Dog right? And we're going to see. <laughs> we're going to find out. And, because... we're, and we're fixing to find out. And, and along those lines, just talking about – and this is a – 
a little off on the coaching changes, but I need to throw this out too. For all of this 10 wins ain't good enough talk and all that, 10 wins at the University of Georgia ain't shit. Because <laughs> because we could win 10 games is a lay down hand. And the fact that you're winning 10 games is it doesn't mean jack. And we need to get off of this thought process because that's what mediocre teams think. You know, folks say, yeah, man, you know, University of South Carolina would be happy with 10 wins a year. And they would. We don't want to be the University of South Carolina. <laughs> no. No, we you don't. Know, we, we want to, and, and apparently our new president and our athletic director, they want to compete for national championships. And it looks like they have taken the right steps and put the right people in place to hopefully do that. And only time will tell. But Sam Pittman is right on all dogs' line. You get them big, you get them heavy, and you get them fast. I love it, man. And I'll tell you, all you need to know is that you've seen these kids who have were previously committed, and then they're like, eh, I guess maybe Aaron Dowdle. This guy was one of the very earliest commits of the 2016 class for Georgia. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he reopened his recruiting. And the bottom line is, Sam Pittman, I mean, just reading between the lines here, I'm kind of paraphrasing just a little bit. But the bottom line is, this kid is 6'3", 300 pounds. The same day he decommitted from Georgia is the day that Sam Pittman signed up a kid or is looking at a kid who's 6'5", 350. Yeah. 6'5", you're going to get an offer. 6'3", 300, you need to keep stepping. And and a little bit slow. You know, and, and that's you got to love it. Absolutely. And, you know, not only not only that, but look at the number of other guys, whether they come or not, that wouldn't wouldn't have taken a second look at Georgia. Sam Pittman comes in and all of a sudden they're a little bit interested. No doubt. Well, you know, heck, eight Sam Pittman has coached eight offensive linemen that went to the NFL, including yeah. two first rounders since twenty thirteen. So yeah, you know, I mean yeah, that's all you need to know, man. I mean, really, it's pretty clear what Sam Pittman's looking for and what he's getting and what he's getting out of the players he recruits. And what the NFL's looking for. Absolutely. They're not looking for a John Thea 6'6", 295. Yeah, exactly. With uh, Yeah, so anyway, I'm not gonna, I, I'm tired of picking on John Theus. He's done. He's gone. Well, we you know what? We recruited him in 2012, and he has just graduated. Yep. So let's get on to the – well, do you want to talk any more about Sam Pittman? Do you want to talk I, about Mel Tucker? Do you want to talk about Shane Beamer? I'm pretty excited about Shane Beamer, dude. Well, I know, I know, because Beamer Ball has always excited you. Hey, Beamer Ball – Beamer Ball – I don't even like to say Beamer Ball, but one thing you know for sure, his damn special teams are pretty good. Yeah. Virginia Tech special teams were never the weakness of the team. You know what I mean? Well, and it does look like we actually have a coach that realizes special teams do mean something, i.e. winning a national championship on a fe on an onside kick. Damn right. Full-time commitment to special teams for Georgia yep. Bulldogs going forward in 2016. I'm excited. Mel Tucker. And, you know, and, and I'm figuring, may not be this year, 
But I bet within two years we're even going to get ourselves a real end zone kicker. Maybe. Hey, maybe. Dare, dare to dream. Hey, exactly. how about this Mel Tucker guy? Are you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Mel Tucker? Well, you know, a lot of ties to the NFL, which, you know, who hasn't panned out real well for Georgia, the last couple hires with, with Grantham and Schottenheimer. No, you're but right. we'll see. You know, apparently, you know, Alabama's defensive backs were a strength of the team. That's what he coaches. He's certainly got the pedigree to be a defensive coordinator. And right now, I'm figuring if Coach Smart brings him in, it's probably the right move. I love it. I love it. I'm 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 down with it. The kids seem to love him. You know, the Alabama kids hated to see him go. Kind of like the offensive line at Sam Pittman, who went to his house in Arkansas and begged him to stay. Oh my God, I, they're butt hurt. They're you know, so I, butt I hurt in Fayetteville. Well, they were reaching in their pockets trying to put some loose change together uh, to match something. that six hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year salary. So let's talk a little bit then. Moving on, you know, guys, National Signing Day is tomorrow, and uh, we're I'm pretty excited about Signing Day. I mean, as excited as I can get about a Signing Day. Um, but it's a new leaf, man. We're turning over. We've turned the corner, and I'm trying to reset my expectations for Georgia well, football. Well, me and you both, and I'll tell you this too. This is the first signing day that I've really looked forward to because every one for the last eight years has just been a disappointment. And you know, I had gotten to the point like, you know, it, it doesn't matter who we sign. Yeah, it wasn't the signing day was a disappointment. It's what happens after signing day. Right. And it was like, they became you know, irrelevant. Signing exactly. day became irrelevant. And it was like, you know, so what? You know, we got these guys and they're not going to pan out, just like the year before and the year before. And I really do think we've turned a leaf and we are going to get folks that do pan out. Well, so let's get on with our very last hopefully our very last reverse recruiting show although we will still have three classes of mark rick signed players on the team i'm hoping that uh, this new leaf we've turned over this new corner we've turned will prove to be beneficial for the whole program and the dog cast so in 2012 old dog we had six ESPN 150 commits we had six ESPN top 300 commits the top of the board, five star. Well, better than that, better than that, one would think in this class that one of the, at least one of the six ESPN top 150s, and this goes back to what we've talked about a little bit too on how these recruiters or these recruiting gurus that look at the these high school kids and put the stars on them, how they pan out or not of the six. I mean, I think everyone would agree that the best player we had out of this recruiting class was Todd Gurley. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Todd Gurley putting was up not, points in the pro bowl, baby. And, and Todd Gurley was not an ESPN one fifty player. No, he was not. But who was? Top of the board, Keith Marshall. Keith Marshall. And, you know, you, you can't knock Keith Marshall too badly because it just uh, talk about a tragic, bad, bad luck career, really. Yeah. I mean, just injury riddled. 
Yeah, I you know he had his, his best year back in the early years, you know, and he, I mean, it just I don't know, I'm man. It's a sad good, story. Still not as good as Todd Gurley. Certainly, no. I think in retrospect, these guys would look at it and probably give Gurley those other two stars to make him a five. You know, I mean, how in the world is Keith Marshall a five-star player and Gurley a three? Yeah, that's a good question. I'll tell you, you know, going down through this list, you look at Keith Marshall, these top six players we had in this class. Number, Keith Marshall was number two running back in the country, according to the the board here. You know, you had Josh Harvey Clemens, yeah. number one at outside linebacker. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, we were sweating him, and I think it was oh his my gosh. Grandpa Clemens. And oh, my gosh. And, you know, and it was going to be the end of the world if he didn't sign, and it would, you know, we wouldn't know Georgia football anymore and all that. And where's this kid now up in Louisville, I think, not even making the starting uh, team? Sitting the bench at Louisville. Sitting yeah. the bench at Louisville. Number three, you got John Theus, 6'6. 295. Now, this is back then. Hell, he's probably 6'6 to, I don't know, 80 now or something. But you anyway, know. um, you I, know, with I don't our even... new offensive line coach. And I tell you this, this kid, this kid would be a, a team manager. <laughs> did you know, did you see where like, I, 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 hang on a second. We got a thing the other day. I got to find this. You talk a little bit about how you feel about Jonathan Taylor while I look something up. I got, I got it, something to tell you. You know, next on the list is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, much better at much better at knocking women around than he was on the football field. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's the article I want to show you the um, the ten best offensive linemen, the, the SEC's ten best offensive linemen, top ten offensive linemen, and uh, John Theus makes that. Uh, he wasn't number one. I'm trying to figure out. I'm just going to look and see. Uh, Tunsil's number two. Uh, never heard, never heard, never heard of him. No, don't know you. Don't know you either. Uh, number ten, John Theus. Top ten offensive lineman in the conference. Yeah, okay. If you say so, ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Jenkins. Jordan Jenkins, pretty good ball player. Four-star yeah. You know, perfectly serviceable, kind of, you know, perfectly serviceable, you know, not a superstar, not a first rounder, maybe not even a second rounder, but he, he may play in the NFL, I don't know, for a little while. Pretty, pretty decent player. 6'3", 245, Jordan Jenkins, not so bad. No, no, and and hopefully he'll do okay. Good attitude, and, you know, good and, and maybe get with, you know, maybe get with people that can coach football and uh, and be awesome. Maybe he'll live up to those four stars. Look at John Atkins. Also, you know, uh, not terrible. Uh, just serviceable inside guy. You know, wasn't the superstar, but really solid. Played a lot of games. Uh, contributed a lot. Good guy. Good guy. Good. Good for the team. I mean, you know, all around, both those guys, pretty good guys. You yeah. Know? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, man. There you go. What Freaking can be awesome. said about that? Freaking awesome. Three-star running back out of Tarboro, yeah. North Carolina. Right. And how about and this it was, guy? And it was a cute little story. You know, Keith Marshall's bringing his little friend along with him. I know, right? To keep like, him company. To, to keep, keep him, him company, company on his room. way to the NFL, you know? Yeah. Uh, then you got this guy. Tell me about this guy, old dog. I'm sure you have a deep file on Ty Smith. Big, Man, he, big tight did end. He ever, did he ever even enroll? I don't know. 
I never even heard of him. No, I haven't either. <laughs> Leonard Floyd, pretty damn good football player. Yeah. You know? Yep. Turned out. Turned out all right. Turned out all right. James Deloach had some trouble. You know, not uh, didn't make all the best decisions. Physically gifted, probably could be pretty good, but uh, Kip just didn't quite get over the hump of awesomeness. But uh, not not terrible, but not great. How about your boy, <laughs> Faton 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 Bauta? Uh, you know what 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 can you say? What can you uh, say? Good luck, good luck at Colorado State. He's a gym rat. A gym rat. Yeah. Going to Colorado State uh, with my boy Colin Hill. Um, you know, good good luck to him out there. Let's hope let's hope his offensive production at Colorado State for Coach Bobo was better than it was at the. Uh, let Georgia me tell you, Club I don't have anything bad to say about Fat and Bauta, Fat Tom Bauta at all. I mean. No. That I mean, kid, you talk about you talk about a kid that was thrown to the wolves. He did every I know, and he deserved so much better than he got. Yeah. And really, I I I don't know. It's a sad story of what happened to Faton Bauta, but, but I'm sure he'll he overcome be, it though. But he will be the answer to many a trivia question later on. Who who what what quarterbacking decision cost Mark Rick his job? <laughs> who started one game? In the 2015 season for the University of Georgia uh, as a quarterback. Um, Josh Dawson, defensive end out of Tucker, Georgia. Uh, you know. Yeah. Blake Tibbs, wide receiver. Um, uh, who, who knows? Yeah. Quavon Hicks. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the best thing he best thing he had going for him was the face mask. The face mask and that little I mean, he had he was so devastating sometimes and literally so invisible other times, you know, yeah. like not on the field. Um Marshall Morgan, kicker, a three-star kicker out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, number 5 kicker in the country. Yeah. Some days he looked like the number five kicker, and a lot of days he looked like the number fifty-five kicker. Plagued by inconsistency. Good, good way to put it. Uh, how about little Greg Pike? Yeah. A three-star, six-five, three-fifteen. Um, you know, not terrible. Not terrible. I mean, hell. No. I thought he was okay. Yeah. He, hell, he, he's as good as Theus. Yeah. Hell. I mean, Maybe better. I mean, I mean, I, oh man, I tell you, I'm I'm glad I don't have to talk about Theus anymore. No. And finally, Colin Barber, yeah. a punter who lost who his job. Beat out, to, who got beat out by a quarterback. There you go. But now you're forgetting too. We got Sheldon Dawson. Yeah. Well. And, and Mark Beard, who had a cinder block head. <laughs> that, he had a big hit, six three two ninety. Sheldon yeah. Dawson, a cornerback um, out of Tennessee. Um, she, you know, Mark Beard was a JUCO transfer. Sheldon Dawson is, uh, you know, whatever. He's not terrible, I guess. No. And, you know, one of the things, you know, getting back to recruiting and stuff since we've wrapped up the reverse recruiting side of it, what a lackluster class this was. Yeah, only 19 signees. I think yep. this this class here, 
mark the beginning of the end. Believe as great as Gurley was, as good as Leonard Floyd was, this class, the undersigning, the yeah. focus on the wrong things, no real beef on the line of either side. Um, this right here marked, I believe, the true real beginning of the end for Mark Richt. Kind of the start of the undoing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it put him into like a death spiral that he was not able to recover from. Right. Well, and, you know, again, I think it was just a, a philosophy. And, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, although obviously he's changing some of his philosophy with uh, getting a uh, special teams guy down there at Miami. Yeah. You know, I, and and again, I, I think there was a big part of him that just he was so stubborn and so egotistical that – once it was brought up, even if he thought he needed a special teams guy, when everybody started telling him he needed one, it was by God. He didn't care what happened. He wasn't doing it. Oh, I know. Super stubborn. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, just like just like pooch kicks, you know, these these high kicks to the 20, all of that stuff. Yeah. And here's the thing, foreshadowing. Now, like I said, I'm not going to talk about this, but just going forward, if you click forward one year. We talk about I, we're talking about this 2012 class, and we're talking about how this is the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of the end because he only signed 19. So then the thing is, the next year we have the smoking crater. The next year, because he undersigns in 2012, then he has to go nuts in 2013. He signs 33, top of the board, Shaq Wiggins. Next, Tramiel Terry. Next, Bryce Ramsey. Next, Trey Matthews. Next, Toby Johnson. Jonathan Rumpf. Johnny O'Neill. Reggie Wilkerson. Brendan Langley. Tell me about any of those guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. That's, that is a smoky. Half of them, half of them are playing at other schools. Devondre Seymour. AJ Terman. Oh, it's just terrible. This just, it's, I mean, it just went in the damn ditch, man. I mean, and, it went in the ditch. And you know, one thing too that that I thought was funny when when Smart took over, you know, and all of a sudden there were all these articles, and it was like the sky is falling with these decommits, yeah, and this and that. And you know, what was interesting is you didn't see a whole lot of decommits from the offense and defensive line. One reason is because we didn't have a whole lot, and probably I guess the biggest one was E.J. Price, who it looks like we are going to get, who would probably be the best offensive lineman of the class. But I looked, and you know when you've got when you've got defensive backs and wide receivers decommitting, and their height starts with a five, right? You you go ahead and kiss them goodbye. Exactly. You say thanks for trying out. Exactly. Um, but, you know, we're going in a different direction. So, guys, that's it. I mean, you know, I, this, like I said, I hope this is the last time we're doing a reverse recruiting show because I'm hoping we don't need this in the future, you know? Exactly. I'm hoping that we'll have a sane and cogent, te- I mean, plan for recruiting in the future and we won't have these schizophrenic classes going up and down and all over the place and just blindly signing any warm-blooded mammal that walks into Athens, I uh, I well, hope. And, and not just that, but, you know, the main thing is it looks like there's definitely been 
a shift in the philosophy. Yeah. And we need to start seeing classes where we're signing three and four offensive and defensive linemen every year. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. At least four. If you look back to the early years of the Mark Richt era, that's what we used to do, you know? And then about five years in, he just quit on offensive linemen. Um, back to the Neil Calloway days, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, regardless of what it sounds like, I'm actually not in a bad mood. When I start thinking about these players and their wasted careers, that kind of puts me in a bad mood. However, I'm not really in a bad mood. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited about National Signing Day tomorrow it's for the first be time a, in a long time. going to be an interesting day. Oh, absolutely. Crank that bitchin' fax machine. The because, one oh. day of the year – People learn, kids go, what the hell is a fax machine? Yeah, but and they, hope does spring eternal. That's right. That's right. Crank that fax, baby. We'll be back with a signing day wrap-up, and I promise we will be back with the signing day wrap-up. Guys, I've been super busy at work. You know, old dog, <laughs> 48 hours ago, I was doing shots of fireball with Emmett Smith and Joe Montana. Think oh, of, no kidding. Get wow. on that, son. Get on that. Hell yeah. And I will, I will kiss your ass if I didn't pop off to uh, Emmett Smith after a couple of drinks. Um, we were talking about how, you know, there was a girl there and she was talking about how she, there was a girl there who went to Athens apart from the showbiz wife who was also with me. But there's another girl there who went to Athens and said she didn't want to go to Florida because she wanted to go to a serious academic school. And he took a uh, exception to that. And, uh, then I said, well, you know, Florida, you only played there for three seasons, you know, 87, 88, and 89. It was the three seasons right before Spurrier got there. And he goes, yeah, you know, I had three good seasons and all that. And I said, yeah, but you never beat Georgia, did you? <laughs> oh, and three, Emmett. But anyway, I told him, I said, I saw every one of your, every one of your college games that you played in Jacksonville. And you could never quite get over the hump against the no, dogs. Got sick for quite a few of them. I know. So I really, I really enjoyed, uh, smashing that in, uh, Emmett Smith's face. But anyway, um, so that's what's up. Guys, I've been busy at work. That's all. My job, you know, hashtag the job. It's terrible. I know you guys hate me. So anyway, old dog, you want to wrap it up? Get us out of here? Let's just look for a good signing day tomorrow, and, and let's hope we've turned a corner, and we're going to see great things from the dogs in the year to come. Go dogs. Go dogs.